all of your traffic comes from Google and Bing and other search engines. Our job as a as a SEO group, as SEO consultancy, is to help get as much of that traffic as possible. Maybe they're maybe they're thinking about relocating and they're not thinking about storage just yet. They're thinking about you know boxing things and moving refrigerators and they're searching for that kind of content. Um, and if we appear for that. Uh, those types of search terms. We introduce our brand to new potential customers. We get them to opt in to newsletters. Uh, we have the ability to send them ads after they visited the website. And then when they're ready to purchase, they'll remember us and they're like, oh yeah, the storage company kept helping me out with all these things I needed tips with. And I remember seeing a coupon in an ad that showed up because I'd visited the website. So that's, that's kind of what we do is we help businesses maximize as much of the traffic that's available uh, from people who are performing searches for what you do, what you offer in all different levels of that whole you know, buying cycle. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey here working with you each and every week to help you to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and to create the lifestyle that you deserve. And today we have with us yet again another very special guest. His name is Steve Wiedemann. How do you spell it? W-I-I-D-E-M-A-N. He's with Wiedemann Consulting. He has done some amazing things. He's here to teach us um, uh, the nuts, the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of SEO. And he also has a really cool project um, that they're cooking up over there. And I think it's going to be super beneficial to all of our listeners. I mean, who can't benefit by knowing more about how to get your message out there? I mean, after all, that's the crux of our program. We know that most of our listeners are service-based entrepreneurs. They have a big vision for reaching a lot of people and making a massive impact in the world. But you and I have often said that was the reason why we wrote the book, None Mm -hmm. of Your Business, is because the world's greatest service providers live in relative obscurity simply because they do not embrace the ideas of marketing and sales. And so having people like Steve come on and enlighten us and edify us about how we can take our message to more people is always useful. Steve, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you. Thank you. And, you know, the family joke is when people say two eyes, like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody have two eyes? <laughs> <laughs> so it's great, it's great to be here. And, and like you mentioned, it's our goal this year to help as many businesses as we can. Uh, we're going through a bit of a business change ourselves. So we've got a, a nice uh, focused year to kind of, you know, rebrand ourselves a bit and, and see what we can do to help the community. We, we did a lot last year with some of our clients like Applebee's and IHOP, who you know, obviously had to close their doors and, and some locations because there just um, you know wasn't the ability to go out and so we we helped by by trying to uh, create content around delivery and takeout and car side and curbside and suddenly the lights came back on in the kitchen and we were able to keep some of the the businesses going so whatever I can do today to give some advice on how businesses can you know use this this whole search engine optimization thing that you hear so much about um, you know I'm happy to be here 
Yeah, Steve, I would love for you to just give us a little bit more about your background. And for those people sure. out there that are not fully familiar with SEO, if you could just give them a little brief explanation so they know how that can get them more visibility and get their message out there quicker. That would be sure. fantastic. Too. Absolutely. So I, I started in, in the world of internet and web design in the late 90s, and I just fell in love with it. It was something I, I thought was uh, a neat little hobby, something I could do that... Um, that would help some of my friends who had small businesses. Um, eventually, I, I went back to school and I got a degree in e-business management. And I got to learn everything from computer networking to graphic design um, and the project management of kind of putting everything together into what we know now as you know, a website. Um, my first big job out of, out of college was at Disney. I worked for Disney Parks and Resorts Online and helped manage the paid and organic search for Disneyland.com, Marketing and Commerce, and a new brand called Adventures by Disney. Um, from there, I picked up a few agency jobs and eventually kind of left the, the corporate world to be closer to home and with my family. And um, I was just a sole proprietor helping, um, you know, smaller businesses at the time. And uh, eventually, you know, I, our team grew and I became Wiedemann Consulting Group. And now we help some of the world's, you know, uh, most exciting brands and helping them to appear in search results. And SEO, this, this kind of mystical thing in digital marketing, um, turns out most of the, the people who come to your website come from performing a search. If, if when and ever you can get access to your, your website statistics, you'll see that almost all of your traffic comes from Google and Bing and other search engines. Our job as a, as a SEO group, as SEO consultancy, is to help get as much of that traffic as possible based on the number of different ways that people search for, you know, what you offer, what you do, what you sell, you know, um, maybe even earlier on in, in, you know, the buying cycle where they're still, maybe they're, maybe they're thinking about relocating and they're not thinking about storage just yet. They're thinking about, you know, boxing things and moving refrigerators and they're searching for that kind of content. Um, and if we appear for that, uh, those types of search terms, we introduce our brand to new potential customers. We get them to opt into newsletters. Uh, we have the ability to send them ads after they visited the website. And then when they're ready to purchase, they'll remember us. And they're like, oh, yeah, the storage company kept helping me out with all these things I needed tips with. And I remember seeing a coupon in an ad that showed up because I had visited the website. So that's, that's kind of what we do is we help businesses maximize as much of the traffic that's available uh, from people who are performing searches for what you do, what you offer in all different levels of that whole you know, buying cycle. Mm -hmm. One of the things I know that we haven't met in person, but that um, I always joke about is that you yeah. always meet these SEO guys or gals <laughs> at um, yeah. networking events. Um, you know, they're probably a lot greener than you probably don't have a Disney and Applebee's under their belt. And one of the things that they always say is, oh, I can get you on the first page of Google search. And one of the questions that I've always had is, well, there must only be like 10 SEO people in the world, um, because if there were more <laughs> than however many fit on the page, how could everybody get everybody else on the first page of Google? Um, and I, that was always something that was interesting to me. Um, one, I would love to get your take on that. And then sure. two, obviously that's not true, but how could we better understand what SEO is relative to like the benefit? Like, is it just all about ranking on the first page of the search? That's so two, two really good questions. Uh, the first question is about mindset. 
the mindset, and this this becomes really toxic for business owners when you start obsessing over your position in the search results. Mm -hmm. My competitor is beating me for the word truck accident lawyer, right? It's like, okay, that's a super competitive keyword that costs $800 per click in paid search advertising. Um, if you look at the scheme of things and all of the supportive content you've created to help people who've been in an accident, you're getting much more traffic than the person who's obsessing over that number one position. I think the mindset to have as you think about um, any kind of digital marketing is every month, am I improving the number of sales and the number of leads and the number of subscribers that I'm getting um, from my website, from my traffic? I think that's the angle, not not about you know, what's my, my position right now? We track thousands of search terms, but really to understand trend. Are we trending in an upward uh, pattern, right? Our average position for like Applebee's for a certain set of keywords is 30. And that's okay because, because again, there's this, what, 1,750 locations and, and a lot of them are in the first position and some of them are in really competitive areas. If we obsessed over position, we'd never get any work done. Every day, we'd just be beating each other up on trying to be number one. So how do we get there? How do we, how do we improve you know, our traffic? How do we get the, the mindset you know, and, and feel comfortable with knowing that every month we're getting more leads from people performing searches? Um, it starts with your, your content, of course. It starts with you know, the, the product or service that you're selling and is your page that promotes that product or service more helpful than the other nine results that you know, appear on page one? Sometimes just taking a simple glance at what appears and comparing it to yours. When, when I used to give uh, small workshops on SEO, I'd have everybody uh, basically take uh, a printout of all of their comp competitors' pages from the first page of Google and tape it to the wall and then take their page and walk by and notate you know, what, what's different about the pages that appear higher than, than us. Just visual cues. Is it a, an image, a picture, a, a table, a chart, some data? Is it... Some, some trust signals about maybe links to, to other resources? Um, is it testimonials? What is it about the pages that outrank you that's different than yours that you could learn from? So, and, and the one question I always get is when I, when I ask the question of uh, what would you like to rank for? And they say, hey, I'd like to rank for this search term. Now, great, which page do you have on your website that's optimized for that search term and its its derivatives? And then they go, oh, that's right, I need to have a page for it, right? Instead of it just being the homepage. The homepage of your website's really just for your brand. If your homepage is showing up for search terms, that means you didn't optimize a page on your website to appear for those search terms well. And where you wanna put those search terms is gonna be in things like the title that appears in Google search results that they'll see you know, when they perform a search. It's gonna be within the heading and the first thing that the user sees when they, they get to the page and actually click on it is that keyword where you are and what you do and what your value proposition clear and, and present so they stay and don't go back. Um, number two is going to be like off-page signals. Search engines are looking to see if your brand's mentioned somewhere off your website on someone else's site. They're still crawling through the, the hyperlinks they find on those websites and actually scoring them to help rank your content. So the more high-quality uh, links that you get to your website over time and the more mentions you get of your content, the more Google and other search engines start to infer that maybe this was a really popular helpful result and they're going to move you up. That'll that'll basically, if, if content gets you to the second page, those link signals will get you to the first page of Google. Well, then how do I get higher in the top of the search results? Since most people don't scroll down to number 10, all of that has to do with those user search behaviors. You know, when somebody performs a search and they have 10, 10 choices, what are they choosing the most? And, and are they staying there or do they come back to the search result and choose a competing listing? You know, once you've, you've sort of satisfied those first two 
um, SEO criteria, making sure you have great content and that every month you're getting mentioned and, and linked to. Now it's all about making sure that users are choosing you. And you do that by writing more compelling titles and descriptions and maybe adding some FAQ that Google might display you know, within their search results below your listing. It's making sure that you stand out in the search results and that when users get to your website, they stay. And then they stay if the site loads fast, they stay if they find what they need right away, they stay if they have a great experience regardless of what device they're on, what browser they're on, what type of operating system they're on. Um, they stay if they feel like their, their visit's secure because they see the security icon. They, they stay if it's accessible for them if they have visual or audio impairments. So it's focusing on all three of those areas. And as a, as a small business, you want to empower your your digital marketing team every month to be accountable to those three factors. Hey guys, how did we improve our content this month? How did we improve our off-page visibility? How did we improve the search behavior signals that Google's using and keeping your team accountable to that? And that's really SEO in a nutshell. It, I think it sounds to me like um, you have an agency, you want, you want to have your searches optimized by definition, mm -hmm. um, and you want to get more leads and drive, drive more traffic. What I find in our work is that most people, it's two separate things. They've contracted somebody to make a website. So they made right. this really pretty website that they like, and then they want that website to quote rank. Um, what I'm hearing from you is that these two things are intricately tied together, that it really, what I'm, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not just make a pretty website and then call Steve and say, make my website show up when people search um, car accidents in, in, in Indianapolis. What are some of the things that um, we need to then be attentive to with our website that might be just killing us relative to our search engine optimization? Right. I think a lot of the challenges are, are choosing the right website management system. I know there's there's a lot of really affordable solutions out there that that feel easy to manage. Maybe Wix, for example, or Weebly. Um, I think I think a lot of those different management systems can can really hold us back because they aren't built, you know, to to be as optimized as they could be for search engines. There's always ways that you can jerry rig and, and hack them to try to get them to work, and you can work on those off-page signals as much as you can. But a lot of the coding that goes into making those sites look really good in search results just isn't available yet in those um, you know massive platforms. So I think choosing the right platform, you know, is is you know a key element of uh, of your SEO. When you're working with your your design company, you ask, hey, what what are you going to be hosting our website with? If they say something like Shopify or WordPress, you're probably in good shape. But if they say something that that's different or that you've never heard of, you might want to ask. Go to some of the the Quora's and and Facebook groups and ask. Hey, I'm thinking about building a new website, and they're saying I should do this on Weebly. Um, is that a good idea for SEO? And see what people say. Uh, I think it's it's worth at least taking that moment because what'll happen, like you mentioned, once once that website's built and you hand it off to somebody who does SEO, they may come back and say. I can't SEO this, right? I can try, but it's it's not like it's it's something that um, uh, is is flexible if they're in a system that's that's hard to manage. So not having to reverse engineer uh, a website can definitely save a business a lot of money. Hey, I just spent thirty thousand dollars on this website. Now you're telling me I have to redo the whole thing because it's not built to be, um, you know, it's not built so that it can be found easy by search engines. Yeah, it could get really frustrating. I love that. And I got to say, going back to when you were talking about the mindset of the business owner, I think that that's so important 
mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not just about getting to number, number one. one. <laughs> yeah. And I, everybody we talked to, oh, I was at number one and then I fell or I was here and then I, I went up and I went back down and they do, they actually obsess. It's, it's with toxic. It. Yeah. It's, it's toxic. so toxic. Fire my agency. It's gonna fire my agency. <laughs> when obviously out there in the world of entrepreneurship and businesses, it's very competitive. And so yeah. I know that that one of the things is that content is king and, you know, people, you say people obsess over this number one, people also obsess over what to put out, what kind of content to create. Um, And I'm just thinking when you say, hey, if somebody comes to you and says, this is what I want to rank for. Mm-hmm. Most business owners I talk to don't even think about that. And right. so they're obsessing about what content they should create and sure. they haven't even connected it to this idea of what do I want to rank for? So do you right. have any tips for business owners and service providers out there to mm-hmm. begin to think about this concept? Sure. Yeah. Well, that's two parts. Part one is is making sure you have the right content to the right user. I see a lot of folks that um, when they decide they want to rank for a search term, they'll go to some text broker and order an article. Look, now I can rank for this keyword because I have an article. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're creating a sales page for somebody who's interested in buying your product. You need to be persuasive and use scarcity and reciprocity and sales principles. And you just wrote up a blog post. Right? <laughs> so I think I think understanding you know where the user is at uh, when they are making a uh, performing a search is important. Like I mentioned, you know, do a search if you're not sure if if uh, the user's in a certain phase of that that buyer's journey. Do a search and see what type of content comes up. That way, you're not creating a blog post in an environment that requires a sales page or vice versa. So I think that part's really important. The second piece is understanding what keywords to actually rank for. Sometimes a client will come to you and say, "I want to rank for uh, big rig accident law firm," and and that's great because they know they're a big rig accident law firm. But if you do some research, you might find out that that keyword is the lowest searched in the subset of search terms that are similar, such as um, truck accident lawyer um, or truck accident attorney, which might actually have more volume and provide more leads. So I think I think doing the keyword research first, um, maybe taking the the keywords that those 10 pages that appear on page one are appearing for by using tools like SEMrush or SpyFu. Um, there's another tool called Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S. And you basically put your competitors into those tools and they'll spit out a big list of what keywords they appear for. Maybe even just use the page that you're trying to compete against. So that way you don't have thousands of keywords to look at, maybe just a few dozen. And then you can take those search terms and sort them by which ones have the highest volume um, and start optimizing your page based on that data. Um, and then just rinse and repeat for every for every product or service that you offer. Look at what search terms competitors are appearing for, sort them by by the potential traffic that you could get from them, and then optimize your website based on that. Or even better, if you're doing any sort of paid search with Google Ads or with Bing Ads, they'll tell you which search terms actually produce customers for you if you're tracking correctly. That way you have a data-driven approach and not just taking competitive insights. You're actually taking data that you already know produces customers for you and optimizing your content based on those words. What's your opinion on that, that since you brought that up on, mm-hmm. on paid traffic? Um, do you find it extremely effective? Are there certain industries where it doesn't quite work as well? Or is it just that um, people don't get the result they want because they are lacking the knowledge to be able to, to make it perform? It does take a lot of experience in competitive industries. And, and Google, unfortunately, hope they don't hate me for this, but their, their tendency seems to be start broad, spend money, 
And what happens when you start broad and you spend money is you blow a lot of money and you don't get a lot of results. And so when I look at new accounts and they say, hey, we're we're jaded on paid search, we didn't see any results. I said, well, you're bidding on this broad keyword and the search term that actually generated traffic for you was in a completely different industry. You just wasted $10,000 from people who are searching for this and has nothing to do with your business. So I think for businesses that, that wanna do it themselves, just make sure you're being really specific around the keywords that you, you're trying to bid on. Use the different match types like phrase match and exact match so that you don't accidentally um, you know, have your ad appear for broader search terms that Google is guessing is relevant to. But paid search is absolutely an effective medium in two ways. One, it, it gives you a ton of data to work with. Uh, like I mentioned, the search term reports, the placement reports, you can figure out what websites in your display network are sending good business to you and go back to them and start a direct relationship and get even more traffic. There's, there's so much that can be um, garnered from from doing paid search or bringing people back to the website after they visited and didn't purchase using this whole idea of remarketing or retargeting. That's fantastic. We've all been stalked with ads after visiting a website. Um, and sometimes we actually go back and purchase. Remarketing does really well. So, so that's value number one. Number two, you mentioned some industries. Well, in, in those industries, the, the um, ROI tends to be much higher. Uh, say you're a Rolex dealer and, and you make $1,500 off of each sale. Are you willing to spend $500 to get that sale? It's still $1,000 profit. Of course you are. Truck accident lawyer, $2 million uh, lawsuit case. Is it worth it to spend $5,000 to get that case if you make $2 million off of it? So I think I think there's always uh, that opportunity. And where, where you feel like, hey, we're overspending for what we're getting, you adjust your bids, you adjust your placements, you adjust your, your strategy so that maybe you're not number one in the paid search results. Maybe you're number six and maybe you only show up you know, once in every 10 clicks, but now you're only spending what you're willing to spend to get that sale. So I think there's there's always a way to make paid search work. In fact, every digital marketing medium has uh, an optimization opportunity. If, if it were me, I would create a, a, an Excel or a, a Google sheet and I'd create a column for every digital marketing media I learn about. And then I go to an expert in each of those areas and say, give me a score one to 10. How am I doing with fully utilizing this particular digital marketing medium and let them give you a score. And then at the end, calculate it up. And that way you can see exactly how fully utilized you are with all the different digital marketing opportunities available to you. I love that. Fantastic. You ready to go? No, oh. I want to talk about your project. That's what I was going to talk about. But yep. before, okay, perfect. <laughs> so before we talk about the project, um, because I have to ask this, because this is what people are wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, what about these um, little tricks? I want to rank as um, a chiropractor or dentist in Indianapolis. And so what sure. I do is I write on my um, website at the top, your Indianapolis dentist. And then the text says, thank you for visiting your Indianapolis. And I try to say <laughs> Indianapolis dentist as many times as I can on the page, just <laughs> randomly. Um, yeah. Is that good advice? Is that going to win? So so I think at first Google will crawl the page. And as long as it doesn't, it's not too obvious keyword stuffing, they may still show your page. But remember, that's just to qualify you to show up. What was the, the third signal in trying to uh, to get to the number one spot? Do you remember? Content. It was it was it was search behavior. It was the users and how they interact with your page. So if the users get to that page and they're like, "Uh, that's that's awful. This is two keyword stuff. This isn't very helpful," and they go back and choose a competing result. Enough of that 
behavior over time signals to search engines that maybe this page wasn't as helpful as I initially thought it was. So while it might help you get there short term as a hack, as a fix, as a, you know, whatever, long term, it's probably not going to benefit you. You want to you want to fold in those search terms within your content, but in a way that isn't distracting to the user's experience. Are there any other stuffing? I'm sorry. I I was like, I haven't heard that that terminology before, (laughs) but it makes so much sense because I've read blog posts and things of that nature where I'm like, what is going on? It doesn't even, the context doesn't even make sense because that's exactly what they're doing. And then I don't stay on very long. Over-optimized for sure. Any other things in that category, Steve, that you see that um, people think are beneficial, you know, maybe they're myths about SEO that they, they, they thought this is going to help me. But in really, when you look at it, um, you, you've discovered that they're really just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm guilty because I, I wrote an ebook back in the, the 2000s and during the wild, wild west days of, of SEO um, that had a lot of tricks and tips and things and that's all over the internet and you know I'm, I'm constantly apologizing for writing something that you know like that was 10 that was 15 years ago you know it's you not know relevant today now, right? um, yeah <laughs> so, we're gonna look so it the up good, the good news is google google's put out a lot of really helpful information about what not to do uh, my favorite is uh the google seo starter guide this is all free content too you could just do a search for google seo starter guide they have another one uh, that they put out called Link Schemes, and it walks through how not to get other websites to link to you and what types of links are going to help you versus hurt you. Um, wow. There's also a Google Quality Rater guideline that they give to a third party that basically helps them um, understand what's a high quality uh, site and what's not. It's a, and again, something that you could just do a search for to find it. It's called the Google Quality Rater Guideline, and it gives tons of tips on how you can improve your site for users, not just for search engines. So I think, I think if you read those documents and you maybe subscribe to the Google Search blog, follow some of their videos within YouTube and the Google Webmaster Help, Webmaster Central. I don't even know what they call it anymore. They keep changing the name. Um, but I think if you if you pay attention to those, maybe once a month, block out thirty minutes and just sort of fan through some of that content and stay up to date. You should you shouldn't have to worry about it. I would stay away from the fivers of the world. Stay away from you know anyone that that promises you they can get you higher rankings. Um, and again, if if you want to you know focus on those kind of grassroots principles every month, just schedule thirty minutes and ask your team how am I improving our or how are we improving our content this month? How are we improving our visibility off the website? And how are we improving our search appearance when somebody does perform a search? So I think if you keep asking those questions once a month. Um, and keep the team accountable to it. You don't have to worry about all the techniques and spammy things that um, you know that people do to try to game search results. I love it. So speaking of amazing educational content, I know uh-huh. that you and your business, you are passionate about educating business owners and empowering them to learn the stuff themselves. So tell us a little bit about what your business is doing now. Sure. So, so we still have a handful of clients that we've been with forever, and we love them. Uh, but we've we've sort of closed our doors to um, you know looking for a lot of new clients and starting to shift toward more education um, you know type services. So we're we're putting together a, a giant library of courses. It's going to be a while till we have them together. So we're pretty much just giving them away this year. Um, and those people who 
who get into it early are probably going to have like lifetime access to it just because they're giving us feedback and helping us get better. But we've created something called Academy of Search. And basically, it's just a library of different courses. We have a, a, a free master class. I have a version of my Cal State Fullerton course on SEO strategy available. Um, it's, it's basically like a six-week course. It's a $600 course. Uh, but if you, if you use promo code SEO Steve, S-E-O-S-T-E-V-E, um, then you can get free access to it. Just We just ask that you give us some feedback and let us know what you'd like to see improved. But anyone who's who's listening or any of the listeners that are interested in learning search can take that masterclass. They can take the full SEO course if you want. Just use SEO Steve. And please give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. As we, as we evolve this, we want to have more courses on vetting SEO agencies and um, how to measure results and um, you know, uh, examples of how to create really great content. So we're, we're excited to, to move toward that business model. It's a big risk we're taking in our business, but w- without risk, there's no success. So we're, you know, doing what we can to try to evolve from just being on client phone calls all day and, and scaling a bit. Well, I would love to connect you with, uh, Scott Duffy, who's been on the program before. Please, that'd um, be great. And well, have you, are you familiar with what he's, what he's building there with no. the online stuff? I, and I, 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 I don't see it as a risk. I think it's, I think it's, um, I I think it's the future, right? Because, um, you know, the, the, the brick and mortar university system is frankly, probably in trouble. I mean, and I think the pandemic helped to accelerate that, um, online learning is now a thing. I mean, and and it was this kind of a thing, but now it's like a A legit thing, thing. but you're, you're even speaking about this, you know, people that have a job and maybe shifting careers, which is also a thing Mm -hmm. as, you know, there's sort of this restructuring and, and, you know, with a change in the administration and some of the jobs are going away and Mm -hmm. new jobs are emerging. Um, The idea that people can acquire an education or a knowledge base through their computer um, and gain a skill set is is I really think it's the future. It's mm-hmm. where everything is going. And we're even beginning to see trends where even in corporate America, they are embracing this as they understand that their employees have a brick and mortar education. Right. right they right. have a B school education, but not an E school education. <laughs> and yeah, you know, we KPMG, have that ourselves. Yeah. yeah so KPMG, <laughs> Microsoft. Companies that are known, right, that are, are very solid companies are realizing just what you're saying, that their employees in marketing, in sales, um, in human resources need to understand funnels, need to understand follow-up sequences, need to understand blog posts, content creation, all of these things, regardless of where they are. So I think this is a tremendous initiative. I I, right. I I think it was probably more risky to stay in the agency <laughs> space because agencies, there's a million of them. But this is something that, um, you know, we always talk about first to market has an incredible advantage, um, getting your content created and putting it out there. Um, mm-hmm. But you're also not just you are in the brick and mortar space as well. You've been teaching this content mm-hmm. um, in established universities. So it's not like you just woke up and we're like, let's make <laughs> a mini course. I mean, like another 2005 ebook. Yeah, no. But tell us about what you've seen um, in in the change where you've been teaching in the university system and sort of how you're adapting this into the online space. Sure. So I I haven't really noticed a a drastic shift in the universities. Now, the college, I also teach at one of the community colleges, had a, a massive rush of of students. I got really excited because I was like, oh, I, I rarely get this many students in the class. And then 50% of them just didn't show up. And I'm like, what's going on? Apparently there's there's some sort of, of loophole for people who, if they claim their 
going to school that they they either get free money or they don't have to go back to work or I don't know. But but that was a weird thing. I hadn't noticed anything like that until the pandemic. Hopefully that that goes away as we shift back to you know the new normal. Um, but um, but that was a weird shift. Beyond that though, that um, you know the enrollments and the the students I've I've had in my classes haven't really changed too much. Uh, I know we get a lot of emails about campus safety and. Uh, but I think students' desire to want to learn hasn't changed. I think some prefer online, but most of the students I talk to actually prefer offline because they get to interact and engage in a, mm -hmm. you know, an in-person scenario, not just you know be a a, a box on a screen, right? Uh, <laughs> so I, I think, and and I enjoy teaching in person more too. But you know, being able to create some self-paced courses at least gives me you know the ability to help those that have really rough schedules. Like when I was working full time at IBM and going to night school, uh, when I had one or two of those online classes when they were offered, I was like, oh my God, I can take a breath. I don't have to drive all the way to, you know, Anaheim from Vito Ranch. And so it was, wow. it was a, it was a breath of, of fresh air to get, to have that option. But would I want it full time? I don't think so. I think we like the relationships we build with our, our teachers and, you know, being there in person allows us to, you know, stay after. And I don't know, it's just, to me, it's, it's a different world, but um, but it's evolving and, and changing. One thing I, I have noticed are the, the thank you emails I get from people who were struggling a bit or not getting paid enough at their day jobs. And now they're set selling SEO audits. And I didn't realize we were doing that when I when I created the, the strategy course. It was here's how you create a strategy for your client, your project, whatever, and then you, you, you know, implement it. And some people were saying, I just basically started selling these audits for $500 or $1,000. And I sell one or two a week. And, you know, it supplements the extra money I need to cover my, you know, my um, daycare costs and and rent and it was it was kind of neat to see that that some people weren't just using it to change careers they were using it as sort of an extra income and selling audits to local businesses to make extra income so that was really neat to see that and i hadn't really thought of that as a business but apparently it is and it's worked for you know several people already I love that. And I, I love that the fact that you have created this online course allows people all over the United States or, or the world for that matter, get access to the knowledge inside of your head. Right. And I think that that's so fabulous. So tell us one more time um, the website that they would go to and the code sure. that they would utilize in order to get this. You got it. It's just academyofsearch.com. You can also get to it from our, our main website, Wiedemann.com, W-I-I-D-E-M-A-N. Um, and the code is just one word, S-E-O Steve. That's my my handle back when I was relevant in the SEO area. And now I'm just the guy behind the curtain. I love it. <laughs> SEO Steve. That's probably when you wrote the ebook, huh? <laughs> yeah, I still actually I still when I go in to do training sometimes, you know, the the person who who hired me will say, Hey, SEO Steve is here. And I'm like, Oh my God. It's also my handle on social. So if you want to ask me a question, hit me up. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Awesome. That's what I was going to say. Now we know SEO Steve <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You have a hotmail, but it's not. Yeah. A <laughs> this was fantastic. It's, it's a uh, search Academy, SEO no. search Academy, Academy of search, Academy of search, Academy of search.com. I want to talk to you. So if you forget, hit me up on Twitter at SEO Steve. Now we can just give you the URL there too. I yes, it. super. Uh, Steve has been a phenomenal guest, super friendly. Helpful. Um, I, I love all the tips. Yes, I want to encourage everybody to reach out. 
Um, I'm sure that we're going to have plenty of people, especially those Black Diamond Club members, jumping on and getting the Academy. Um, what an incredible offer. Yeah. And if you have a service-based business, if you're trying to reach more people, um, this is one of the avenues. Like you said, you have all of your digital, right, your efforts. Um, this is one thing that everybody needs to be attentive to. And it pays. It actually yep. pays you to get it right. So I want to encourage everyone to jump on this. Make sure you get the course and you can't do anything by just registering for a course. You have to consume it. Yes. And then you have to do things. It. You have to do things. You can't, I've never seen anybody begin to improve their, their rank, their SEO by, thinking by just it. consuming oh. a course and sitting on the couch. <laughs> then you have to apply it. And then you start to see the results. Too Absolutely. many people looking for that magic bullet. Yeah. Like, oh, I watched this. Oh, I'm, I'm guilty too, Sean. I've, I've actually, I've, I bought several programs and I've never listened to them or never, but they're on my list. I'll, I'll get I have them. lots of programs too. <laughs> I will consume yeah. one day is what I say. For this sure. is like me. She's got the library. <laughs> the library. Yeah. This, this, one is this because everybody wants to get their message out yes. there. And yeah. if, if you're not in a position where you can afford somebody that's an expert in the SEO world, this is your opportunity to take a course and do some things yourself to reach more people. So love that. Steve, thanks for being with us. Thanks, you guys. Are the best. This was super awesome. And I think tons of people benefited. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to uh, the introduction to Scott and hopefully uh, we'll hang out again in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. We'll be back again next week with an all new episode. Maybe we'll have another great person like Steve, or maybe it'll just be us two. Who knows? Until next week, thank you so much for listening to the None of Your Business podcast.